We go into the world of business, and uh, I'm joined now on the line by uh, Head of Trading at Merit Securities, and that is uh, Pinda Mangoloti. Pinda, good evening to you. I'm How are you? Let's start off here before we get into some of the uh, other, I guess, vexing matters in the world of business. Tanya Cohen, uh, stepping down as uh, the CEO of Business Unity South Africa. Should we be reading more into this uh, than, I guess, uh, what has been uh, communicated here? Because we do know that, uh, I mean, a big chunk of her task was to uh, ensure that all the different uh, organized voices of business are able to mobilize themselves around BUSA as the apex body. And uh, we saw that spat, um, I guess, uh, a few weeks or a few months ago between uh, Sandy Lezungu and uh, Sipopitiana uh, representing uh, a BBC and BUSA respectively. Uh, should we be reading more into this? Um, it's actually hard to, you know, to, 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 to answer that. Um, in a sense that if you, if we revert back to the statement issued, um, is that Busa as an organization and Tanya, um, they're actually quite satisfied with what she has achieved, mm. um, since her, uh, since her appointment back in 2016. And, uh, I mean, uh, I hope she, she, she doesn't feel that she doesn't have much more to add. Uh, because I think she can actually add a little bit more to the foundation that she has um, laid. Uh, but then again, you, you don't want to stay in a particular role for far too long that now you're, you're what you have achieved and then you see it unravel. Uh, but, um, I mean, certainly since, uh, since she has joined, uh, I mean, she has, uh, as, as a business unit, you know, they mm. have done quite um, a lot. Right, and um, bringing, um, I guess, you know, some of the achievements that they that they talk about, specifically when it comes to transformation, being one of the bodies that has actually pushed quite hard, specifically in terms of uh, um, getting SA corporations to uh, to move ahead with those targets and trying to meet them, right, and uh, and also some of the. Um, I guess the other one would be the, their involvement in the job summit and the and the investment summit, which mm. uh, which took place last year. Uh, so they they pointing to some of those uh, some of her achievements. Uh, and uh, I mean, if you if one feels that the the objective set by the board, you have met that satisfactorily. Uh, I guess the board wouldn't actually stand in your way when you want to. Um, let's say, exit six months before your tenure, as the case it is right now. Um, but, um, I, I mean, I think from my side, um, Busa would still could have used her a little bit more. Uh, but then again, I mean, if you, if you look at some of the, the recent incidents, or let's not call them incidents, rather um, resignation, you know, from the state-owned enterprises, I mean, like leaving those, um, those uh, head of those companies, you know, vacant and needing some people, um, this is me just thinking out loud here, um, of Tanya's um, caliber. Why not? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, let's shift our attention there to uh, the G20 meeting where the Director General in the Ministry of Finance, uh, Dondo Mohajane, is representing uh, uh, South Africa at that uh, meeting of Ministers of Trade and Finance. And uh, it certainly does happen in a context of uh, that uh, uh, a challenge that we've been grappling with uh, for the last 18 months or so, which are the trade tensions between Beijing and Washington, and uh, also uh, South Africa pushing the line of uh, getting, getting much greater transparency uh, for least developed, uh, least developed countries when it comes to the amount of debt that they get. And uh, I guess it's a major issue if we take into account what has happened in Mozambique, uh, where there was uh, all manner of, uh, I guess, um, 
uh, weird machinations in relation to some of the debt that they had drawn and how uh, that was uh, spent in investment or not. Yeah, um, look, I, I think from, from an SA point of view, being a member of the G20, um, them voicing their opinion in terms of this, uh, well, amongst other G20 members, is actually quite important. There's two things arising here. Uh, one is there is a growing fear that with the developing nations, um, there is a high degree that we might see what we saw in the late 80s, um, early 90s, mm. and late 90s in terms of um, the Asian um, debt crisis, the Asian, sorry, the Latin America financial crisis. Uh, and if you look at some of these countries, with the you know the, the probability of uh, of uh, of defaulting right, in terms of their debt, there's quite a number of those countries in the continent. I mean, you you, you mentioned Mozambique. Mm. I mean, the, the other country would be uh, our neighboring country, which is Zimbabwe. Right, if you look at that specific list, it's, it, it's listed as one of the countries that is currently in debt distress. Yeah. And also there's a number of countries, as I've mentioned, within the continent where there is a high probability right, of, uh, of, of them defaulting on that. I mean, like counting the likes of Burkina Faso, um, Ghana, um, Gambia, you, you're also counting the likes of um, what South Sudan. Um, so, so South Africa pushing for that. It's uh, it's, it's it's quite important. Uh, and then the second one is the fact that we, or rather the G20 uh, members, are pushing for transparency. Is the fact that there is unfortunately um, an unintended consequence where now China is becoming more and more a prominent lender, uh, specifically into the continent. Uh, and now there is, uh, even though even though Washington is disputing the fact mm. that you know they, they they're trying to keep China's progress or advances uh, in terms of becoming this power nation that they are in our days, uh, is that they even though China is one of those uh, one of those countries that have the financial power or the financial muscle. Right. And also that there are other private institutions as well that do lend to these sovereigns. So there is a need for them to 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 put um, out the details in sure. terms of um, the terms of the loans, the amount of the loans, and all of those things. Because uh, you, as I said, you don't want to have a, a scenario mm. where a country um, defaults um, on their yeah. uh, on their repayment. And you you find that the terms um, they were so outrageous, such that there was no way they'll be able to um, to to repay their yeah, loan. Yeah. And now that particular state or that particular company then ends up owning that particular, uh, let's say, a, a state owned a state owned enterprise. I mean, mm. we do have an example of that in a form of ESCOM, where the the our debt the company's debt is ballooning, right? And they continuously go to capital market mm, and, and if they swap that uh, debt pin down they make it equity i mean it's happened before where we see a ballooning debt swapped into uh, equity then we might see uh, the likes of uh, some of these major investment houses uh, who uh, own uh, some of uh, the uh, debt issued by escom also holding equity in escom uh, yeah definitely they would remember there's also uh, also an argument that um the reason i think we have ipps in place mm. Um, hey, Pinda, now Pinda yes. let's pause yes. this slightly and uh, I see we're having some trouble with your line there. While we try and re-establish your line, let's uh, take a few, uh, just a, a brief break. And when we come back, we'll continue on that conversation. And I also want us to touch on this issue as a Tongat. Hey, when's a or Tongat? 
Seven minutes it is before the uh, top of the hour. I'm in conversation with Head of Trading at Merit uh, Securities, and that is uh, Pinda Mangoloti. Pinda, uh, you're finishing off the point that you were making there in relation, of course, to uh, uh, whatever disastrous outcomes would come if indeed there was uh, some form of uh, uh, equity swap uh, for some of the debt that many of these players have in ESCOM. Yeah. Um, look, look, I think, uh, as I was trying to say, that there is an argument out there that mm. Um, should then, um, let's say, that particular debt be swapped for equity, and then you get those private um, companies um, owning that and running that, is that the, the then, um, let's say, mandate of ESCOM, of provision of, uh, of, of, of power to, um, to, to the larger South African um, populace, mm. is that now the companies who would be the new owners, um, first and foremost, it will be profitability before um, making sure that um, there is um, power at reasonable, relatively reasonable prices mm. uh, to to both the, the populace, uh, which will be us and businesses. Okay, Pinda, let's let's shift away from that one, and I want to use the remaining time that we have here to take a look at Tonga, 127 year old company, first listed on the JSE all the way in 1939, uh, or on the London Stock Exchange, I should say. They were on the JSE from 1952. Uh, but it's quite clear now that uh, not only can their results not be trusted, but there's uh, some big questions about the big pay packet that uh, uh, Murray Monroe and a former CEO, uh, Peter Stauder, received, who was there since 2002. And uh, they left, uh, of course, with sizable amounts of money there. But uh, also, in addition to that, Pila, I'm asking myself, the ZP auditors, where was uh, the uh, exchange here? And uh, why did, of course, the board have to go to them and say, please delist us? Uh, for a, a, a while, uh, probably up until October of this year, yeah. uh, when uh, the reviewed financial statements are released, uh, so that uh, we don't have speculators playing on this. Uh, where were the, all of the red flags for the auditors, in this instance Deloitte, that has been auditing their books for the last 15 years, and of course uh, the JSC, or were they caught napping? Um, I think they were caught napping. Um, again, this basically raises a question between, um, let's call it the investment banking um, relationship with certain companies. Um, I'm now making reference to a uh, an analyst report which came out last year um, from an investment analyst who actually called for then uh, Peter Stauder's head to step down as CEO um, of Tongat. And unfortunately, he faced um, the wrath of uh, um, of Investec, um and in fact even apologizing for that. Um, and now fast forwarded to this year. Um, now, all of a sudden, that report um, actually is coming to death. Right, so all of the players, unfortunately, they have totally failed. As you mentioned, the, the, the exchange, um, which basically um, oversees all the listed companies. And if, um, if uh, even auditors, for that matter, because remember, um, most of us, uh, the investment community and also the, the exchange, we rely uh, predominantly on the um, on the let's say um, thumbs up from the auditors, the external auditors. Once they sign off on particular numbers, um, having um, saying that they are they are good and proper, they can be published. So all of us then we we then follow that. But like I said, they have um, unfortunately failed this money, mm. and again, the Lord um fortunately coming back into this yeah. because 
they they're quite central when yeah. it comes to when Pinda, it comes to finals. Pinda, for some yeah. of us who might not be familiar with this matter, I mean, what what is at stake here? What's the big issue here? And uh, we do know that some of it has to do uh, with the property assets here of Tongat. And many people might be quite surprised that uh, they you know thought this company just makes sugar and uh, other starches. But uh, they'd be uh, surprised to find out that uh, they have an extensive property investment, places like uh, Sabaya on uh, that uh, coastline there in KZN and uh, even sure. Zimbali, uh, part and parcel of uh, the Tongat Hewlett property portfolio, which seems here to be the crux of the matter. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, as, as you mentioned, I mean, like it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a sugar producer, uh, which also happens to own quite a huge chunk of land. Remember, for, um, for them to, you know, to, 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 you know to, to run their sugar mills, they need quite, um, you know, big um, chunks of land. Right? And so what has happened is that, um, specifically with the numbers um, dating back to 2018, um, is that the, 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 the land value, um, in the financial statements that were released, which now um, have will need to be restated, those land values were actually overinflated. Mm. Um, so, so <laughs> yes, exactly. It's uh, it's it, it, it's quite odd um, that um, I mean a, a company with such a long history, a company with such a long following, uh, specifically within the investment community, uh, would go and do you know such a blatant um, act of uh, of. Uh, Let's call it misleading. You know the, the investment community. All right. So all of those land sales that they uh, that that they have done. So all of those numbers that they reported are now being questioned, um, put into question as to whether those were true values of those particular land that the company owned. Mm, mm, mm. And when we look at this kind of thing, I mean, uh, the moment I hear the inflation of asset values, and uh, of course uh, CEOs and CFOs are making a quick duck, Bachone Bevela. Um, I, I potentially get, I guess, some flashbacks from the Steinhoff uh, scenario. Many people saying that this uh, might be s- much similar uh, to the Steinhoff matter, uh, least of all where it involves, I guess, the complicity of some of the auditors here, which uh, I, sure. I, I probably think uh, when we speak to Erba, uh, will be uncovered, uh, who have started an investigation into Deloitte's work for Tongart. But um, uh, are we seeing the same kind of thing here? And more importantly for me, um, are you are you happy with the responses that we've seen? I, I mean, I kind of ask myself, where's the you know uh, uh, financial services conduct authority uh, when it comes to this kind of thing and uh, this uh, kind of material misstatement that has misled many in the investor community? Um, unfortunately, Fiska um, is uh, is quiet in this matter, mm. right? and I think much like you, um, I'm actually not happy at all. Um, because um, this is huge value, this is huge investor um, value destruction by the company. Um, and uh, I mean, who's to say when the company um, releases the, the numbers end of October, uh, those numbers we can trust. And secondly, when it, uh, it then asks the JSC to, to relist its stock, um, if that the company's share value won't go down further. Um, which again, it's uh, you know the, this is this is uh, pension money that's going to be going down the drain. So much like sign off, um, we to this day we haven't seen any action being taken, um, despite the independent um, reports or, or, or investigations that have come out. Mm. Uh, we might actually see the same thing when it comes to Tonga. Um, hopefully, we would have learned our lessons with the, with the past candle. Um, that this time around there will be actually action um, taken um, against all the individuals who were, who played the main role in this. Yeah, is is Deloitte also going to be charged with preparing the October financials? I mean, I, I'm asking because I just want to check something. 
Um, I think so, uh, because I don't think they can actually leave um, this um, midway through um, up until Tonga then officially um, appoints um, other auditors. Um, I think they're still going to they're still going to go ahead and uh, um, and uh, release the restated numbers. Uh, it's a real pity, Pinda. Masishi Apamdagwetuman, really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us. We'll certainly follow that particular story. And uh, I guess it uh, falls straight on the heels of uh, what we also saw last week with the likes of Omnia. And a growing slew of, uh, I guess, uh, sleeping at the wheel here on the part of our auditors. And uh, it's quite surprising for Mnapila Pinda, before we let you go, that uh, a few years ago, the World Economic Forum uh, Competitiveness Report ranked our auditing standards and reporting standards of South African corporations, least of all those that are listed. And some of the best in the world. And uh, in the space of 18 months for us to tumble down uh, to the point where we're probably nowhere near pole position, let alone in the top 10, speaks volumes about uh, the uh, accounting and auditing profession and the credibility that uh, and trust that we have now in the opinions that they give. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think um, the, the next report to come out will definitely be way down. And again, um, I think what, what, what's actually quite surprising is the fact that um, this is not new in as far as global um, corporates. Mm. Because we, you know, remember Enron back in the days, I think it was in, in early 2000s. Yeah. Right? And immediately what then the U.S. Um, did was to, was to adopt new, um, let's call them rules, in which um, the, the, the auditing world would, would follow. And yet, in essay, when it comes to South Africa, only now we're probably going to be doing that. Um, we didn't um, follow that as a, as a yardstick. Um, which is actually quite surprising. I mean, uh, like I said, you know, th- these companies are global, uh, be it the auditing companies or the, the, the listed companies, which um, both have either primary listing in the JSC and also, let's say, secondary listing in the UK or in Australia, for that matter. Um, you would think that we... You would think that all the auditors will apply the same standard mm. um, throughout, because, like I said, I mean, it's, it's Deloitte. Deloitte is not an essay-only company. Uh, yes. If you if you if you get what I'm trying to say, yeah. Sakula Pindas is ten billion companies funding. City, I mean, the funio funda, the funda. I'm just saying that look KPMG or any Deloitte, but nowhere near now that kind of credibility my brother thank you so much uh, always appreciate catching up with you and until we meet again that there's pinda mangoloti head of trading at merit security speaking to us as part of our business wrap